Welcome everyone online and in person. It is great to be here. I am Mother Jean, for those of you who might not know me. Um, we will be opening with a prayer and then we'll get on with this evening's topic. So let us pray. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, and quietness and confidence shall be our strength. By the might of your Holy Spirit, lift us, we pray, to your presence, where we may be still and know that you are God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So before I go any further and before I forget, um, I don't know who, how many of you were here for the service this evening, but I believe that you all wrote prayers on cards, is that correct? And I have been told to let you all know that, that those prayers will be continued to be prayed for throughout for a while. So from Mother, they're not going to the shredder. Mother Rita wanted me to let you all know that. So um, yeah, I'm sorry I missed, I'm sorry I missed the service, but um, I'm glad you all were here. So, well, this evening's topic as we continue through the way of love and the different practices that we're leaning into, tonight's um, practice is rest or Sabbath. Um, and it's quite timely for me. I don't know about any of you, but I certainly don't feel like I've had any rest this week. How has your week been? Busy? Has anyone, um, whether you, if you have a practice of rest, either maybe daily or have you been able to lean into that this week or has it gone by the wayside? Anyone? <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know, that, I think that is a type of rest. I really do. I really do. Anything. It does depend on. John says, yes, basketball can be rest, but it also depends on who's playing. Um, right. And if you have filled out any of the brackets, it might not be restful watching. <laughs> I don't even know how the teams are doing. I haven't been following. Um, but, yes, yeah, so for, you know, for uh, – so yes, maybe you've, uh, Debbie's watched basketball, right? But for any of anyone else, has your rest, your usual rest routine been interrupted this week? And if so, how has that impacted your time? And maybe you're fortunate enough where it hasn't been interrupted. Mother Jean, I think it's fair to say that with daylight savings time change, the idea of rest is just off. Whether yes. we're getting rest or not, we're all adjusting still to that hour time change. That's a really good point. How, I am usually not that impacted by daylight savings, but boy, this time I am. How, how are you all feeling this week with the time change? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Didn't even know it happened, right? <laughs> usually I'm kind of that way, but I am. Yes. That's the, yes, tired sleep is off. So, so we will be uh, talking more about rest tonight. And um, I really thought, boy, wouldn't it be great if we each had a little mat and like they do in kindergarten, lay down and take a little rest for about 20 minutes this evening. Um, but I did not have enough mats and I don't know, getting up and down off the floor might not be <laughs> restful at all. <laughs> so it's a challenge. 
And, and I think for all of us, um, we know in our culture today, or in, in our culture, rest isn't really um, encouraged. Oftentimes, it's the opposite of working hard, working long hours, being successful, even to the point of not only adults, but um, children pushing your kids to do 20 million activities and um, still try to get uh, school work done and so forth. So I think rest can be a challenge in our society, though I, as I was preparing tonight, I feel like COVID has changed that somewhat, um, that we were forced into a time of rest, I guess, but that the pace wasn't as hectic as it usually is. And coming out of that, and I think especially, I'm gonna sound old, but for the younger generation, what they're willing to do and not do now um, in the workforce, at least um, my husband sees that in his own work, that uh, he's in the medical field. So, of course, you're on call, 24-hour call, blah, blah, blah. And, and the younger generation isn't necessarily willing to do that. And accommodations are now being made. So I, I do think it's interesting how COVID um, has impacted Maybe, maybe there is a little bit of a change in our society um, as far as being driven and not taking time to rest. Fred, are you going to say something? I had to be involved in two sets of Zoom meetings this week. One had to do with a 50-year law school reunion, and the other was some, and everybody was rushing in and rushing out. I think we learned some of the lessons from the pandemic, but now we're adding Zoom to what we ever used to do, and everybody just is busy. Right. And that's true. And even um, school, you know, snow days of sorts, you know, do they even have snow days anymore because you can get on Zoom and have class? Um, I know for my daughter's school, they have decided to go ahead and have snow days. But just that we're, we can constantly be connected, whether it's through Zoom or whether it's on our phones. And so to even have give ourselves rest really 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 has to be intentional um and so we know however if we look at scripture that from the beginning um god gave a space for rest on the seventh day of creation he creates he creates god creates and then on the seventh day he rests and so he set rest into our pattern of life that was very intentional, setting rest into our pattern of life. Um, and so as we continue to walk through Lent and walk as we learn the practices of the way of love, um, reflecting, I guess, on our own lives, how are we intentionally putting rest as part of our pattern of life? Uh, and it's not always it's not always possible, right? I mean, to have a Sabbath or there... I, I, I have the luxury, I don't know about you all, but to have vacation time, to actually have days off if I choose to take them. But there are people that really don't have that luxury, right? And so whatever life circumstances might be. So even if it's not a full day of Sabbath or rest, are you finding time throughout one's day, our days, to, to carve out space? And we kind of talked about some of that last week, turning towards and our prayers, and so this follows along that, that theme. 
Um, and I love this too, as I was preparing for tonight, um, that the act of rest and restoration is a part of the cycle of rebirth that God, that is God's hope for us and God's gift for us. And thinking about not just our own lives, but the earth, thinking about seasons, thinking about um, animals who hibernate, you know, there's, and we're in the season of winter, there's new birth and new life starting to glimmer with greener grass and so forth. But again, very intentional um, with God and creation and seasons of rest. So with that, that's a little introduction. We now have a, a scripture, a Bible reading. Um, and so we're going to read it if someone would like to read it. And then the question, as you're listening to this reading, I invite you to think about what did you hear in this reading and why do you think this reading was chosen? I didn't pick it. So we're following along. Uh, this, this is a course that we follow, but why do you think the scripture at uh, this particular reading was, was chosen for the practice of rest. So, is there someone that would like to read? Otherwise, I can, but... Okay, now, John, if you're going to read, you got to use the microphone. <laughs> That's why you wanted to read, to use the microphone. <laughs> Hi, folks. Welcome to the show tonight. <laughs> this is Harry Kimmel's show. Who's right, exactly. That's exactly right. Anyway, this is Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me, out, brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy. To these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord to these bones, I will cause breath to enter them, and you shall live. <clears throat> I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, and there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophecy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that you may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dry, are drive up, and our hope is lost, but we are cut off completely. Therefore, prophecy, 
and say to them, Thus says the Lord, I am going to open your graves and bring you out from your graves, my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. Thank the you. The word of the Lord. so did anything stick out to you in this reading and more not more importantly but i'm just curious why do you think this this particular passage was chosen for tonight Yeah. It's not what we're talking about. Yes. We're talking about resting. Yes. Very good. I'm struck by the end of kind of the second paragraph about the breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet. And when we talk about rest, we talk about intentionality, often just finding our breath mm-hmm. and breathing deeply yes. can be very, very restorative. Yeah. And so that idea of they live the breath came into them and to remind ourselves that breath is life mm-hmm. and in the course of our day stopping to breathe yeah it can be very very powerful yeah thank you that was absolutely don you look like you're thinking you've got a thought Me? yes <laughs> uh, yeah, i have a thought <laughs> Testing. Gene, is it your understanding that we are to take this literally? (laughs) Are we talking metaphorically, or was Ezekiel in some sort of uh, uh, mental state that was not necessarily attached to reality? Could be all of it, right? That's that's the good Episcopal way. (laughs) I'm a cause and effect person, so I would not tend to take that literally. I wouldn't take it literally, no. Not necessarily. So how, how are you interpreting? Well, I would interpret it as, a, as a, and it happened that the prophets frequently went into uh, mental states that were not necessarily attached to reality. Mm-hmm. And they had visions. Mm-hmm. And they saw things that were not uh, consensually verifiable by people sitting next to them. Right. Uh, and that's how I would take this. Yeah. Yeah. And one could take it that way, and I'm sure there are people that take it literally, too. Um, just just saying that we all engage scripture in different ways. Um, Debbie? I think what stuck out for me was, um, I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. Yes. And I feel like that's what the Holy Spirit is all about Mm -hmm. yes along the lines of um also along with gina the 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 idea that the holy spirit can be breath right and restoring us as well 
so that the Holy Spirit came and brought life into these dry bones. So when we take time for rest, exactly what I loved how you said that too, just breathing um, and taking time to rest and taking time to rest in God also that we can be restored and renewed. Any other any other thoughts? Um, and I, I also like, I mean, I love, I love the visual of just dry bones just laying there and, and whether literally, or have you ever just felt that way? I mean, when you're not taking Sabbath and when you're not taking time to rest, you can just, I can feel that way. Just like, uh, old dry bones, unable to really be malleable and movable and engaging, in the world. Um, so moving to the Gospels and, and the number of times that, and it always strikes me every time I hear, and then Jesus went off to pray, right? He's continually being followed by crowds and speaking um, with them and engaging, and then always taking time to go to move and to rest right taking time for himself to go and to pray um and yeah i mean i it's probably pretty obvious but to to even take little little times away i mean i mentioned earlier it doesn't have to be one long day but even throughout your day taking those little breaks um to just sit and to breathe as gina was talking about um you know, studies have shown if you take breaks throughout the day in your work life that you have higher productivity and creativity and all those things we know as human beings because most of us have lived a, a pretty <laughs> full life and we have experienced exactly what we're talking about. So, um, so now on to these reflection questions that all of you have in front of you. Uh, that it has been said that we don't take Sabbath, rather we make Sabbath that there is an intentionality of carving out time to rest and to be with God. So here are some questions um, that we can reflect on and share. If you have currently have a practice of reserving a block of time each day or a day of the week, if you'd be willing to share that and how does it restore you. Um, and if you don't have a reg regular practice, how do you feel like that has impacted your life? Um, so that's the first question. And is God calling you to explore the gift of Sabbath this Lent? Just for clarification. Yes. In our discussion of rest, are, is there an assumption that prayer is part of that rest? That is my assumption when I am talking about rest. Not that it has to be prayer every single time, but the importance of rest in time with God to be restored. Okay, so this this yes. is setting everything else aside, even things that you might rest in and with right. that, that, that make you, take you away from 
the cares mm -hmm. and the worries of the world <clears throat> where you're in a restful spot. But maybe an activity where God's with you, but you may not be recognizing him in your rest. But we're talking about that time that you set aside I, I would, to I rest would, in God specifically. Right. I would, I would talk about both. If you have, I mean, for me, you, bring, you raise a good question. So for me, if I am, if it's a Sunday or a Monday or whatever day and I'm going on a hike and that's restful to me, and in that moment, I might not specifically be thinking of maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but being out in nature in, in God's creation for me is restful and restorative and connects me back to God, even if it's subconsciously at times. So I think it's both. I, I don't know how you all um, for me both can be restorative and bring me um, in a place centered with God but maybe not for you all so it would be interesting to hear there's yeah your take So well, this, it, kind of, this, oh. it kind of ties back to last week's I know, doesn't it? discussion, <laughs> and it's kind of, I mean, where my mind is, it's, it's repetitive of last week. Mm -hmm. I it's, agree. We're using a different word, but yes. it's repetitive. Because I'm sitting here thinking, well, I really rest and get away from stuff, and, and I'm just happy uh, when I'm playing golf. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's just. Now, there's times God is part of that game. Right. <laughs> and then there's times where I'm sure it's not too restful. <laughs> Were you going to say something, Jen? Yeah, I was going to say this week has been um, a marathon of Zoom meetings for me, and I've probably spent more waking hours on Zoom than not on Zoom. Uh, so <laughs> last night, I just had to have the TV off, mm -hmm. and I picked up my knitting, and that's what I needed just a little bit of self-care right no noise in my ear no crazy visuals on a screen but just some time to center myself be quiet and have something kind of methodical because knitting is really methodical mm -hmm. you get into the rhythm of the pattern and I needed that yeah. and felt so much better today for having taken that time out right yes And then from our folks online, um, Sarah Roth says, since she has retired, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. is reading and nap time. Uh, she doesn't even think about calling or, or texting her during that time because that right. is her time. And then Rosina also said setting a t aside time for the Pray at 8, which we do on Facebook, um, is her version of rest, along with preparing for her meditations for reading the prayers. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, online people. I, I love the engagement, so thanks. I hope I'm not making too much of what I see on this page about the Sabbath and rest, but in the top corner you have a little... Uh, image called the way of the way of love uh -huh. practice for a uh, it's a little uh, Jesus 
centered life? Yes. Okay. And it has, it looks like it has a kind of a Roman cross behind it. Mm -hmm. And then there's a wheel. It's not exactly a stop sign. It's got, it's right. got more angles than that. But it's kind of like that, not exactly a circle. But it's got learn, pray, worship, bless. Those I think I understand. Um, and then and rest is another one. They have rest separate than prayer, but they also have turn and go. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure what they mean by that. Uh, is go just uh, all the busyness of life? Is turn turning to Jesus or is turn changing or what? Yeah, that's a really good. So, th th thank you uh, for pointing that out. So, this whole the whole series that we're doing um, is is this way of love. So each week there is a topic. So last week, and I honestly, embarrassingly, I don't know what we've discussed so far. I know we've talked about turn because we talked about that last week, and so turning towards God instead of away from God, and we talked about different ways that we do that. Rest, I think, in some ways falls, it's very similar. It feels a little redundant, but not, not necessarily. And, and so each of these topics will be discussed. Go, I am guessing, is about, yeah. right, is about going out into the world as Christ's hands and feet in the world. So um, we did bless and we did prayer. Okay. That I know of. Very good. Debbie is the A-plus student for remembering what we've done so far. <laughs> Um, and and you're you're right. Yes, worship and go will be our last session, right? The Thursday right before Monday Thursday. Okay, so next week, or the week after? Week after. Week next after. week we will do learn. Oh, okay. Oh, learn. Yes. Okay. I bless the Lord for my cataract surgery, so I can actually read this because it's very tight. <laughs> When did you have, ca I'm going off topic, when did you have cataract surgery? A few months. Oh, okay. A couple months. Okay. So it's but a job. That's impressive. That it, well, very good. Yeah. So, I mean, so back to John's point, I, to me, I, on my Sabbath, I'm not praying all day long. <laughs> I mean, you know, I will spend time in that, but just <laughs> to not do what I do every day to do something different, to either, re my, maybe it's knitting, maybe it's going on a hike, maybe it's just going out and, I don't know, shop and see things or go to a museum or um, changing my routine, something that feeds me. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts? Any, anyone else want to share if you have a practice of Sabbath? You all are so good with these microphones. I mean uh, that. I'm uh, semi-retired, uh -huh. and most of my life I was what I, I call a, a human doing. I was not really a human being. Right. I did stuff. If I wasn't doing something, I didn't feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. I had to fill the void. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> with retirement, though, all the people who were distracting me are no longer in the house. Uh, my wife doesn't distract me anymore. She, she's, we're quiet together in the morning. We'll sit there doing absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And what's happening with me is that I am letting the day form itself as to what's really important and what's not important. Yeah. 
and sometimes it takes me an hour, sometimes two, before I realize this is what my day should be. And then I get up and do the day. Wow, thank you for sharing that. Was that, I mean, right, retirement? If you're used to doing and doing and doing, what, where was that shift? Was it, how did you decide to be a human being instead of a human doing? I mean, did you know that right away when you were going to retire? Okay, now I'm really going to lean into... No, I, I, I practiced trying to be a human being long before. Uh-huh. Well, uh, John... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, but the, the times that I allowed myself to do that were short. Okay. And not uh, they were in between being jerked around by people, right. places, and things. Yes, yeah. Rita? Thank you. Well, what I have to say is kind of silly, <laughs> but it's, it's an observation. It wasn't my practice, but um, when I had knee surgery, there was, you know, I couldn't focus on a lot, and so I, I bench-watched the Andy Griffith show, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and on Sundays, they deliberately did not do anything. Right. And they would have this big dinner at Aunt B's, and then they would sit on the porch, and they would hum, maybe... They discussed on one episode, I don't know why they did, this was the whole episode almost, they discussed whether or not they were going to go down to the filling station and get a bottle of pop. And they kept, and they'd go back and forth, well, what do you, do you want to go? Well, I don't know. Well, what do you think? And then, then they would kind of start humming another hymn, and they would sit there and rock and rock and... And then they say, well, what do you want? You, you want to go get a bottle of pop? And so that was like half the episode, but I, that... That stuck with me, that little silly episode, because I thought, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not that deliberate with the Sabbath. And right. they were, and they were, because they were, that was uh, an era where they, and, and they, I think they were at this church where they did take the scriptures yes. literally. Right. And they weren't supposed to yes. do anything on the Sabbath. And Opie would get in trouble for playing on the Sabbath. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah, like, like I said, that was silly, but that really, that, that's, that's what people, I think, used to do. Yeah. My daughter just got back from Israel, and her just, you know, this the Shabbat, right? I mean, just, you're not even supposed to touch the elevator buttons. The elevators go floor by floor when you're there. I mean, just such a cultural difference. And now that, and that can maybe look as an extreme, um, something in the middle. Well, I noticed one of the questions here says, do you find restoration in nature? And to me, that's very restful. Mm -hmm. And observing and being out in nature, even just to go outside, you know, and go for a walk or out in the backyard with our dog or something. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's just some restorative power there. And I think I've heard you mention a few times when there's, correct me if I'm wrong, talking about the moon, when there's been like oh. evening oh. meetings and, and you've come and the moon is, I mean, there's just something really powerful yeah. just about sitting and observing the moon in the right. sky. Yeah. Yeah. But the, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I do, I do too. Um, one of the questions, 
along with do you find nature uh, restorative is how can we um, tread more lightly on earth, right? I mean, how can, what are practices that we could potentially engage in or maybe you already do to give our earth rest, right? <laughs> I love to walk, and and I'm grateful that I have a dog that needs to be walked, but um, and I live close enough to church that I can walk. So Sunday I walked to church. Last night we came up for back porch. We walked to you know. So to me, that's part of that. Just being outside, mm-hmm. getting exercise, and I'm not using my car. Right. Right. And I'm not. So I think slowing down takes us longer to walk than to drive. Mm-hmm. But I think just that mere act is something that's restorative for both person and planet. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Any other ways that let's see what was the question? How can you tread more lightly on earth taking up actions that bring relief and restoration to a creation stressed by human demands on its resources? Well, I, I feel, um, what's the word? Uh, anyway, that I'm a do-gooder when I recycle things. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not sure what happens to all those things oh, right. that we recycle. But planting trees, mm-hmm. you know, that helps with the carbon. Yes. And... Uh, I don't know, just trying to take care of, of whatever earth you have mm-hmm. as your own. Yeah, thank you. So I have to share, as I've thought about it, last summer my wife and I needed this, a summertime practice, something different that we don't normally do. And we were at Costco one day and they were selling this raised garden bed for like 100 bucks. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, let's grow tomatoes and peppers, and we became so obsessed with watching our plants grow and watering them and just tending to the peppers and the tomatoes and the basil that it became this like daily spiritual practice of going out in the backyard and spending time with our plants. There's no technology, there's no people interaction, and suddenly it's like, oh yeah, I need to touch the earth. Mm -hmm. So gardening became a thing I never knew I loved. Right. But yeah, it was. Uh, we're looking forward to it already this year. Getting getting ready to plant stuff here in about a month. So, yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing and providing your own food resource. And I was thinking about uh, Gina when you said slowing down, like walking, um, and and of course saving gas and all all the good things that come with not driving your car all over the place. And and it made me think about um, cooking and meals and slowing down even to do that. I mean, we're, we're such a society where everyone's going out to eat or going through fast food and, and the amount of trash that that produces. And so just to even to be able to slow down and have meals together, prepare a home cooked meal and sit and have meals together. Yeah. Along those lines of 
you know, reducing the, the waste that we produce. Um, again, Sarah from our online community um, says using cloth bags at the grocery store instead of the single-use plastic bags mm -hmm. is another way to lean into that caring for the nature. There is something joyful about about planting something and and restful too and, and seeing it grow and I can remember our I think my first experience with that was years ago we had a, a farm down south with Debbie's parents and uh, and we bought this acreage bought an old tractor and found an old wheat drill that I bought from a farmer that was was out in the middle of his field and believe it or not I repaired the thing so we could plant wheat so we we take this one field and we plant it in wheat and <coughs> we were not farmers by any stretch of the imagination but <laughs> every weekend we'd go down expecting to see our wheat growing and it wasn't growing and and we thought it's dead I mean it's dead and then one weekend we went down and we looked. We, we, I remember driving to the house. We didn't even look out in the field because we all kind of wanted to look together, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we got to the, the old farmhouse and we turned around and this field had a little shade of green all over it, all over it. And we literally yelled with joy. Oh, I mean, I'm sure. there's adults, yeah. you know. But, well, I mean, we, I think there was even a tear or two. I'm just, sure, yeah. Just seeing that, that green yeah. carpet out mm -hmm. there. So growing something is peaceful, restful, and useful to the earth. Absolutely, yes. Thank you. In the vein of reducing carbon emissions, um, Rosina mentions that they live 10 miles from town, and so they plan their trips for only three times a week. And even those of us who live in the city, I think, considering ways we can consolidate trips mm -hmm. and, and do multiple trips in, in one shot yeah. is, makes, can make a little bit of difference, too. Stop ordering from Amazon? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little too much <laughs> But would that not be hard? Yeah. To, I don't know how I, I, we order from Amazon all the time. Uh, Fred and I, when we retired, moved downtown, and then we moved back and we lived next door. And the reason that we did that is, although we enjoyed downtown, it wasn't really that walkable. There weren't the things that we need, so we were still having to use a car to go and you know run a lot of errands. So the thing that we love so much is we can walk across the street and literally most everything we need is within mm -hmm. about a three block area, which is, which is great for us. But the other thing we do, because our children live um, in, on the Kansas side and out further, is when we go out there, we plan when we're going out there all the places that are out oh. that way where we might need something so that we're using our, our trip in the car to do yes. whatever errands we might yeah. need to run for the same reason, to just kind of you know, not not spend as much right. time driving, running errands, and trying to make our footprint just a little yes. smaller. Yes, thank you. All right, good conversation. Um, the next question. 
the breath of God has often been described as the Holy Spirit, as we talked about earlier. What part of your life needs the Holy Spirit to breathe on it and spur new life? If there is a part of your life and if you're willing to share. Well, I don't know if any of the rest of you have this, but I have my three o'clock in the morning wake-up thoughts. Anybody, anybody experience that malady? Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes that can be a wonderful time. This morning it was wonderful time. Other times it cannot be wonderful times because, as you all know, that have experienced those little things look a lot bigger at three o'clock in the morning right and and i i just i need the holy spirit to breathe on me during those times and just you know hit me in the head and say john these are not these are not big things to worry about (laughs) but roll over and cuddle up with debbie and go to sleep yeah and uh, that's that's i'd appreciate him being there in those moments i don't let him in i think is my problem (laughs) there's that thank you for sharing that especially it's it seems as though many of us suffer the same struggle letting those thoughts just circle around and maybe not letting the holy spirit in absolutely so I think uh, one of the struggles I have is intentionality in reaching out to family members and friends. And it's mostly, I think, the, because there's so much connection. Somebody mentioned Zoom meetings earlier and obviously social media and so many ways to connect and stay constantly active in what looks and feels social that the thing that I tend to disconnect from is intentionally reaching out to people that I need to. Mm -hmm. And I realize it after it's been a couple weeks, oh man, it's been a while. And it just becomes harder to keep that in focus where, like Mother Rita said earlier, everybody sits around on the Sabbath on the Andy Griffith show talking about going down to the gas station to get a pop. (laughs) That's the biggest dilemma. (laughs) Yeah, because it's not the pop. It's the fact that they're just together. You're right. Intentionally together on a day where there is nothing else but to be together. Where do we have that in our lives nowadays? There's so much constantly vying for our attention, let alone, you know, just turning your TV on. Right. So, yeah, the the thought is intentionality. Mm -hmm. That's where I need more of God's presence. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate John's comment about 3 o'clock in the morning. The thing that bothers me is not so much the 3 o'clock, because I can usually go back to sleep, but the 4.30 and 5 o'clock. Then you start thinking, and then you realize what you've got to do. Oh, are the bills have to be paid this part of the month? You know, what about this? What about this insurance quote? What about, and just... The Holy Spirit coming in there to say, hey, be in the present Mm -hmm. here, rest. 
don't take on tomorrow at 4.30 in the morning when you don't have to, right. and then wake up uh, two, three hours later when you haven't slept right. and you felt like you've been in a prize fight. Yes, so. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so, so really, true. The yeah. holy, the breath of God it could be important. Then. Right. Thank you. you know, uh, adding on to that, uh, <clears throat> I have frequently solved problems in my sleep. <clears throat> I, I, I reach a semi-wake state, and I'm, I'm thinking about something. It's not keeping me awake, but it's, it's actually helping me solve problems. And once that problem is solved, instead of repressing the activity, I go back to sleep. <coughs> so there's two sides to that, I guess. There absolutely is. You're absolutely right. But in my case, it's about 10 or 20% of the time <laughs> when the thoughts lead to solutions and the rest when the thoughts just lead to restlessness and uh, a, a dull hangover mm -hmm. with no alcohol right. in the morning. Yeah, it's that idea of, okay, all these thoughts are running through your head. Some people say, well, get up and just either put it on paper or get whatever you're thinking about, whether it's going to pay a bill or whatever, because then it's done, right? You, then you've tackled the task. Um, but is that really letting the Holy Spirit in? Um, if it's in the middle of the night and you, what you really need is rest. So I, th I think about that. Often I'm like, do I just get up and do my stuff that's going through my head or do I try to go back to sleep? Um, and maybe it's just saying, Holy Spirit, be with me and <laughs> give me rest in those moments. Breathe, on me. breathe, breathe on me and me breathe, right? Rita, I keep thinking about <clears throat> Andy Griffith. Um, and for those of you that have been to Haiti, because John and Debbie, you've been to Haiti, right? John. Um, what was so striking to me is in this little village out in the middle of the countryside. Yes. And they don't have the technology and they don't have. And so I, I just, every time I would see someone sitting on their front porch, I would think to myself, what do they do? I mean, what, right? We're so used to filling our time with everything or having technology or that what, must it be like to not be fighting with your time? I mean, bombarded with keeping busy and all the ways. Yes, yes. But that always struck me. Ted and I, and, and I think with my siblings too, sometimes we talk about how things were when we were kids. Mm -hmm. We grew up in the 1950s. And in the summertime, or even the weekends, or whenever, we would get up in the morning, eat your bowl of cereal, and we were outside. And we didn't come back unless we absolutely needed to, right. or it was time to eat. And then we were right back outside. And all we were doing is riding our bikes, roller skating, playing hopscotch, whatever, jumping rope, a lot of make-believe games, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And it was really, it was a much more peaceful way of living. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's part of it. We're just so connected now 
that you don't have that kind of downtime. Right. right. And, uh, you know, we do, I think people who can sit on their front porch and say hi to the neighbors and watch the world go by, probably at least some of them have more peace yes. than what we know. Right. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. So, um, before we move on, anyone else want to share places where they feel like the Holy Spirit needs to be present in their life, have the Holy Spirit breathe on you? Okay, another question as we move through, I think, I don't know what you all have next practice time together. Oh, I thought, okay. Um, okay, thank you. So, well, this would be interesting. We're, I'm gonna ask this question that's not on your little handout um, before we move into just practicing at home. But we, er, earlier we were talking about ways that, that we ourselves help rest the earth, ways we, we help um, with creation care. So one of the questions is, how can your church or ministry help conserve resources or give Sabbath to the earth. So thinking about St. Andrews and the work that we do <clears throat> or the, the way we engage hospitality, are there ways that we can help in, in creation care, take care of God's earth? right yeah yeah although absolutely yes and I think Zach has been very I don't know about these cups but he's been very intentional about ordering disposable goods or cups and things that are uh, recyclable yeah yes yes absolutely Jen, were you going to say something? or? Yeah, um, so some of my cohort members, I go to BKSM, and some of them go to St. Thomas. Mm -hmm. And St. Thomas has put in solar panels on their, on their church to help offset the electrical cost. Wow. Um, which is really an interesting concept to, mm -hmm. to really lean into that mm -hmm. form of creation care. Right, yeah. Yeah, that, that is good. Um, someone from St. Thomas told me that now the, I, I don't know how solar power works, but if you, if, if you generate more electricity than what you use, then the electric company pays you. Oh. So they had gotten to the point where the electric company was paying them because of the, of the amount that they were generating. So, wow, yeah. thank you. Are you thinking, Fred? <laughs> We're all sitting on the edge of our seat. <laughs> uh, our, our building has 
committed to finding out more about solar. And I'm on the committee that's trying to find some contractors. Uh, and I've talked to Zach about it. And while we're not doing anything official for the church, we've made a commitment to share with Zach anything we learn. Um, in a, down in Atlanta, um, they have like stanchions where they almost look like mushrooms where they have solar panels above parking lots. Mm. They can have, um, and so both HJ's area and our building and our roof, um, we're trying to find out about it. Now I get a million calls a year from people who want to sell me solar panels from my home. Mm -hmm. But when you find, tell them, well, we have a bigger project or we have a high riser building, then they say no. So it's really hard to find uh, solar mm -hmm. contractors, but there are some, and some projects are coming. So if um, we can find out anything useful about that, we will share it with Zach and the church. Oh, that's great. To make sure we can all do something. And if anybody <coughs> in the audience or out there on the internet is interested in this, has done anything with the engineering, or has any connections, we or the church and Zach would love to hear about okay, it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So even for those of you online, absolutely, if you have resources. Another one of our online um, community members, Sarah, said um, another suggestion would be to start using the BCP and hymnal. Mm-hmm instead of printing the bulletins, which create a lot of paper waste. Um, and then there's also the cost of printer cartridges and, and all of that and energy to run, to run the copy machine. Yeah. It's a conversation that is always a conversation. <laughs> always a conversation. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good feedback. Thank you for those some of those ideas. Um, it, so the last piece is just practicing at home. Uh, the things uh, homework for you to do this week, as you lean into Sabbath and rest. Um, so here's some suggestions. This week, take a step to reclaim your time and commit to Sabbath rest from digital media during some part of each day this week. How many of you are either on your phone or your tablet a good part of the day or evening? I mean, I know I am, but yeah. So Rita just dropped hers to yeah, make mother, it look like Rita. she doesn't ever use it. <laughs> she like, I don't know what you're talking about. Called out right now. <laughs> <laughs> My phone outed me. <laughs> Just throw, you're already starting, right? To just put your digital. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Uh, this may include turning your smartphone off or other handheld devices during your meals um, so you can be fully present to others. Um, and at bedtime, so you can fully be open to God's voice and restorative presence. Alternatively, commit to spending a block of time in an energy fast. This practice encourages us to turn off all our appliances and even our heat, interestingly, um, and spend time, a time of quiet Sabbath appreciating the stillness that comes with turning off distracting electronic devices. 
I sleep with a fan on for the sound. So <laughs> you know, I've always wondered about the little <coughs> red light that's on all the appliances because I think I don't need that. Mm -hmm. You know, right. they all come with right. that. And it's got to be using electricity. Sure, yeah, it's a good point. I don't know how you turn it off. I'm sure there's a way. I guess you'd have to unplug it, but I wish there was a way to keep your appliance on and yes. not have the red light. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, turning off distracting electronic devices. This will also be an act of conservation to help the earth itself. Maybe one thing that could be helpful is following the lead of going to church. I always shut my phone off before I get in the building, <laughs> and sometimes I forget. <laughs> that, that's the I, worst when I forget. <laughs> yes. Uh, and um, uh, I've started to shut it off during meals or when we go mm -hmm. out, and maybe, uh, maybe I can just remember the good practice from church and just do it more often. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, I, I try to remember what life was like before cell phones and, and having it near all the time. Yes, John. I had a realization last night. It's the first time I've had this at the Kenny G uh, concert. Because any time I'm going any place, my cell phone stays in the car. If I'm going to church or a concert or whatever. Okay, I just, it stays in the car. It's never been with me. Last night, we had to take it because on our tickets, they said, you may have to use your cell phone. And you know, I sat there last night, I was nervous the whole, the whole evening because my stupid cell phone was in Debbie's purse. Now, I had turned it to silent or vibrate, whatever. But I also have done that before and suddenly the stupid thing rings because I yes. bumped something right. and it turned because it all back yes. on. So yep. anyway, uh, I have a, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a soldier for leave the cell phone in the car. Yeah. Relax. Because I do think, I think if I, if I get uptight about it, I'm sure there's other people unconsciously sitting in church or whatever and the cell phone's in their Mm -hmm. purse or whatever that they're they're thinking about that. right thinking about yeah i agree all right so think about how you are going to take a sabbath from if electronics seem to be an issue for you or gosh what might you turn off in your own house to give the earth rest um that is all I have. Any other comments before we pray the evening, before we end in prayer? Okay. Um, I love this prayer. It's often said, well, it's part of Compline, so um, let us pray. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. Amen. All right.
Thank you all. <laughs>